0: Hello, my praying people. You are listening to the Prayer Clinic Podcast, and I'm Leanne McCoy, your host. On this podcast, we're going to unpack the mystery of prayer. Along the way, your faith will be strengthened and your relationship with Christ will be taken to new levels. Prayer is the most powerful tool we have as believers, but far too few of us know where to even begin in exercising and using this powerful tool. Let's take this journey together and experience what happens when we pray. I am so excited to have Fred and Sharon Reyes joining us today on the Prayer Clinic podcast. Fred has been the program director out at Deer Run Retreat Center right here in Thompson Station, Tennessee for many years. And so when he got sick with COVID, right as they were beginning their uh, training for their summer camp program, it became um, almost as if our whole community was focused on him and his sickness and praying him through to wellness. And the reason we were able to do that was because Sharon allowed us to be a part of their journey. After Sharon took Fred to the hospital and had to literally say goodbye to him at the curb, he ended up staying at um, Vanderbilt for 84 days, 66 of those in the intensive care unit. And during those days, Sharon decided to invite the social media community in uh, through really just pouring her heart out on post in a Facebook group called pray the praying army for Fred Reyes And because of Sharon's uh, authenticity and vulnerability, we were all able to just go on this journey and to begin to lift him up in prayer. And it was a roller coaster of a journey. You're gonna enjoy hearing what um, their story is and hearing how God has worked in their lives and how he is continuing to work in their lives. So Fred and Sharon, we are so glad that you're with us today. Fred and Sharon, I'm so excited to have y'all with us in person. I feel like you guys have been a part of our lives, especially our life here at Thompson Station Church. This Well, for many years, we were just catching up on our mm-hmm. children. I had two of my three who have worked under you, Fred, at Deer Run, and just the ministry you have there. I know our church staff go over to Deer Run every January for a day of prayer, and we get out there any other time we can as well. But it's just a- a privilege to have you, and we're, um, we especially this year feel like we've been part of your lives, mostly sharing because you invited us in Mm -hmm. during Fred that season where you were literally physically fighting for your very breath because of COVID, and so I just want during this time for us to be able to talk um, about your story, um, share it just a little bit with us, and um, then talk about the faithfulness of the Lord and how your prayer lives have been impacted by what you've gone through. So Sharon, just tell us, or Fred, um, kind of get us started with May of 2020.
1: It's been a blur. It's been yeah. a wild ride for sure. And as it began for us, we thought things were going to be normal as much as we thought it could be. Yeah. And then this pandemic began to be more serious mm-hmm. and more serious. Mm-hmm. And for us at camp... We were getting ready to do our thing with camp, mm-hmm. and then God had a different plan. Mm. And just basically, a lot of our staff got sick, mm. I got sick, and at that point, when I got sick, I pretty much was out of it. <laughs> I mm-hmm. was not um, as involved because I was sedated or, or unconscious, and Sharon uh, can kind of pick up the story okay. there and just kind of <laughs> say this is what happened because I was yep. a, more of just a recipient a lot of mm. things, and not so much uh, 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 an audience. Right, but right. Sharon can tell you from there for the most yeah. part.
2: Yes, um, Fred was sick for about seven, eight, nine days, I guess, at home, mm-hmm. and um, I tried to take care of him at home as best as I could and just monitor him. And there came a time where we knew he needed to go to the ER. Yeah. So I dropped him off, um, at the curb, Uh, literally, um, this, you know, wow, no one could go in. And Uh. I just gave him a kiss on the, from afar, because I was still trying to protect myself from getting it and just said, get well. And that was on, um, June the 5th. Uh. And I had no idea what was going to happen um, after that. And it was five weeks before I got to see him again. So, um, once he was in the ER and he, he has very few memories of even being in the ER Mm -hmm. part of COVID. Um, you can kind of be delirious even with COVID having COVID yourself. And so, um, So, he he doesn't have much memory, so I carried a lot of the journey myself, um, the the emotional trauma and um, all of that. And so, um, while he was um, getting into the ICU, it wasn't, I guess, maybe a week later, um, they determined that he needed to go on a ventilator. And so, he did that, and... um, he struggled, like you said, for his life. It was the biggest, you know, the biggest fight that he has ever done physically. And I wasn't able to be there, and so that was very hard and traumatic as a wife, not to be by your husband's side when he needed you the most. Uh-huh. And so the Lord just asked me to um, to journal um, on social media about what we were going through, and he asked me to be very vulnerable and invite people into our story and invite people to pray. I knew that I couldn't do it alone, and I needed help. Um, I also had COVID, and so did my son, and so um, we were both quarantined at home. We couldn't go out of the house for two more weeks after we dropped Fred off. And so those first two weeks were extremely
0: difficult. Wow. Mm-hmm. Cause during that time you're, you're getting sick. And then how are y'all able to talk at all on like a daily basis before Fred went into ICU or were you able to, how did you stay in touch with what was going on with him?
2: So he, <laughs> he had very limited, uh, mental mm-hmm. capability, but also if you moved you, your oxygen would drop so drastically. Mm -hmm. And so pretty much he could text a little bit, but it wasn't very much. We, we did, um, our family got to, um, zoom him, I guess a few minutes before he actually went on the ventilator. Wow. It wasn't a
1: whole lot. And during that time, as Sharon mentioned, I don't have much recollection of that i I basically as she said she dropped me off and in our minds we said we'll see you soon Mm -hmm. and soon was a long time for us and i just don't remember a lot of those things i know that i was already having covid start to ravage my body Mm -hmm. and i just don't remember many of those things as it went along so that's why i say sharon saw all that happened because she knew she got calls from the doctor at time and those kind of things right but i was pretty much out right
0: right Well, Sharon, the, the cool thing and the reason we all feel such a part of y'all's journey is because you took on this um, this letting social media be your platform for processing and for inviting us to pray. Mm-hmm. And I think I speak for a lot of people when I say you not only invited us to pray, but for a lot of us, you taught us how to pray mm-hmm. in the way that you were sharing so honestly and authentically, like understandably what was going on but then you were also so very specific Mm -hmm. and I remember now I'm just going to be honest with you I remember sometimes getting your post and being like yay you know we've got a miracle in the making and then like the next day getting your post and thinking he's not going to make it yeah like that is the kind of roller coaster you were on exactly yeah so tell us about how what that meant to you doing those posts, but then how it also, what was, what happened because you were posting on social media like that?
2: Okay. So there's a lot of things that were happening. Um, First, I think for me, it was cathartic. It was a way for me to process what was happening throughout Mm -hmm. the day. I would usually um, post at night after I had processed what the doctor had said and what was going on. And um, and then when I did get to visit with Fred, I would spend that time with him and I would come home at night. And um, I literally had to write it all out and release it. I asked, you know, people to pray and I knew people were praying. And so it was like my burdens were lifted and um, I was able to just release it into the hands of all of these prayer warriors. And sometimes you can't even pray yourself when you're going through something like that. And I knew that was okay with God, that, um, it, that he had so many people that were surrounding us with prayer and holding my arms up and interceding on our behalf. And so when I would write The post and the very specific request, I just knew in my heart that people were actually praying these things and I could release them and a peace would come over me after I pushed send and, Uh um, and then I could go to sleep and that's how I made it, you know, physically and spiritually. And then I would wake to face a new day. Yeah. And so it was really living moment by moment and day by day, trusting God, releasing things I had no control over, um, and just putting a stake in the ground and just saying, I believe that God is going to come through for us, no matter how hard it looks today, Mm -hmm. so...
0: Well, I think I love that idea and that concept of putting a stake in the ground because at a season of your life, when it, y'all had a lot going on too. You had a son that got married, what, a week after you went on the ventilator? A day. A day after. Mm -hmm. So you've got, and you've got two other children. So you've got life going on and you're not only managing your own, it's your husband that's in there sick, but you're also managing how your children are handling their dad being there being sick. And this could have been a season where you could have just gotten overwhelmed by it all and thrown your hands up and, you know, almost just spent your time arguing with God rather than putting your energy into not only depending on Him, but leaning on His people. I Well, I would say I did all
2: of that. And- <laughs> okay, good.
0: <laughs> good. You're more would, like me then. <laughs> yeah, I would
2: say that I did argue with God. Yeah. I did lose it. Um, Mm. I'm a very vulnerable person Mm. and I believe with all my heart that God can handle all of our emotions and he knows that we are but dust and he (laughs) meets us in our frailties and, um, and he knows that I was struggling like, and he didn't judge me for that. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I would say that I did all of that, but I also, put my stake in the ground and mm-hmm. believed at the same time. And I think that's what's beautiful about this journey mm. for me personally. And I think for others is just modeling that for other people. I think sometimes in our Christian lives, we mm-hmm. we don't want to admit that we're weak and we're right. frail and we need Jesus and we're human and we have deep emotions. And we think that he's somehow judging us for those things. And I think it's just a beautiful invitation for for us to um, ask him to meet us right there.
0: In fact, as you say that, I think about the Psalms and how the Psalms are like, um, many of them are David's prayer journal. Right. And I just read Psalm 40 today. And um, I don't even remember the specific verses, but the heart of it was Lord, I am desperate. You've got to do something. And Absolutely. I remember writing back in my journal, God, thank you that we get to see the honest desperation of a man after your own heart, just real and vulnerable. And and that does, that does come across. But I want to touch just for a second on how the power of your being able to release all of that, that you were dealing with that day by Journaling it out on social media for mm-hmm. anybody and everybody, but then the sense of I love that transition you made of it's my burden. I'm letting it go. I almost hear that old phrase on the wings of prayer. It just floated <laughs> away, and you let it transfer onto those hundreds of probably thousands of people that were then engaging in this in this um, story because you invited us in. Mm-hmm. And what I love about that is. That you got to receive, be a recipient of. You both really did. You did, Fred, with not knowing it, right? But Sharon, you did in a spiritual sense. Fred was receiving it in a physical <laughs> sense, but y'all were being recipients of the body of Christ. Absolutely, going to bat. Absolutely, and I love that. Yeah. yeah.
2: And um, I think that <clears throat> so many people um, reached out, either by private message or just their comments. I knew that they were sincerely caring and mm-hmm. carrying mm-hmm. our burdens. Mm. And uh, people would weep and cry for us. People mm. that we have never even met. Um, so many people would say, I don't know you, but. yeah, And that was so amazing to me that people would care about someone they didn't even know. Mm. And um, that they would care enough to deeply Pray for someone. And we were tracking um, where people were praying from. We had a map at home Mm -hmm. and um, Mm -hmm. we were able to trace from all of the different posts and people's comments. Um, We had people praying in almost 48 of the 50 states. And I I say, surely there's somebody oh, yeah. There praying. was somebody in those other two states. <laughs> <laughs> and um, over 40 countries. Wow. And so we did have prayer <laughs> warriors in every time zone. At So we had prayer coverage 24-7. That. And that was that. so beautiful um, yes. for us to see. We would get notes from people people in Africa, you know, Uh, and Australia and just mm. all over the world, Yemen. Mm -hmm. I mean, just, it was amazing to, Uh um, to see that our story had gone all over the world and that Jesus was using it not just for us, but for other people. And, um, there were so many people that would make comments about, um, you have you know, taught me how to pray specifically, or you've mm-hmm. modeled how to be vulnerable with mm-hmm. others and with Jesus, or you have, um, you know, sharing your story has brought my faith mm. to a deeper place. Or some mm-hmm. people would say, I I totally was ready to give up on God because I have never seen Him answer prayers, wow. and so by watching your prayers be answered so specifically, my faith has been renewed. So that was so powerful for us um, to share our story and see how God was using it in so many other people's lives. It wasn't our story. It was just a story to Mm. be used for his glory.
0: That's so good. And isn't that really what the walk with Christ is all about? You know, when we enter in we are not only receiving salvation, which means life eternal. So if you had left this physical world, that would still be a win too. We wouldn't feel as positive about it because we're earthly, be you know, right now. But it, we all know that it still would be. But the other piece of salvation is that we're letting our life be in the hands of a sovereign God to use it as he wishes. Yes. And we have invited him to perform to make his glory known on the platform of our lives. And that's what's beautiful about how many people are going through this. In fact, yes. we're going to talk about how you're doing ministry to that, but God's people don't go through this. We have an opportunity in this for God to let his glory be be um, known in it. Mm-hmm. I think that's our that is that's our response, right? Right. to his to his walk with us so that we can do that
1: we have been overwhelmed by just the responses Mm -hmm. and again as you mentioned just to see the body of christ come together i did not see that during obviously but i have had the privilege now to go back and look at updates that sharon wrote and see the comments that people have made and so i sit there with a box of kleenex just going (laughs) through that but i'm really humbled by that Mm -hmm. just so humbled and to have people who have said to us We've prayed for you like I've never prayed for anybody before at all, mm. and really have gotten on my knees. Mm. And then to have people say, our kids saw what happened, saw God do this miracle and they are part of that. They prayed for you and they feel like they're, they have ownership yeah. because they prayed for you and God brought you through that. Yes. So like Sharon said, it's not just our story, it's a story in right. the greater story of God. And so we're part of that and they're so humbled by that, so yeah. thankful to be part of that and see God yeah. do what he does.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and I love that. What I love so much about y'all's story is one, it's a miracle. And I, I totally am passionate as a person who wants to encourage people that prayer is the most powerful thing that we can do and that Jesus opened the way for us to have the privilege to do this. But what I think about when y'all, when a miracle, I'm sitting here looking at a miracle story. I think about the father whose son was being tormented by demonic activity and the disciples couldn't help him, but Jesus came down and he said, what do you want me to do for you? And Jesus said, if you can do anything, heal my son. And of course, Jesus said, if, anything's impossible for those who believe. And then the father said, oh, help my unbelief. Mm-hmm. And God helped his unbelief by giving him the miracle. <laughs> I say that all the time to the Lord. I'm like, Lord, help our unbelief. Just give us the miracle. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love. You have an undeniable for as long as you both live. And your children and everybody close to you, we who've gotten to be a part of your community, see, we have an undeniable miracle here. And um, that ought to encourage our belief, you know, for that. And we all know, um, I want to talk about your stewarding of this miracle. So talk to us about what y'all are doing now after, um, you know, spiritually where this has taken you. Okay. And
2: um, I just want to say that we do receive this gift of a miracle. Um, But I also want to live in the tension of those who have prayed for the same thing that we prayed for that did not receive that same miracle. Right. And um, that's one of the beautiful things I think that has come out in my own heart is the empathy and the compassion that the Lord has um, stirred in me yes. for others. Yes. And um, I have lost a lot of people through this COVID journey that I have been praying for personally. I would say 15 to 20 people that we prayed or just like people prayed for Fred. Yes. So although I just want to be sensitive to that mm-hmm. and um, and also just let people know that um, we we don't always get what we ask for. Um, and we have to trust God in the answers that he gives. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to live in the mystery of not knowing. That
0: is beautiful. I love that.
2: And, um, suffering is real and we all suffer Mm -hmm. and we all go through things in life. And, um, I think for me for a long time, I felt like if God didn't answer the way that I wanted him to, then maybe I had done something wrong or, um, maybe he didn't love me the way he loves someone else. And I just really want Mm -hmm. that message to be clear is Mm -hmm. that, Um, we will not ever understand why bad and tragic things happen in people's lives. And we can still hold on to the fact that God loves us fiercely Mm. and he will meet us in our pain and in our suffering. And so because of what he has done in my heart through this trial that we've been through, he has stirred in me a desire to walk with others who are um going through a very similar path and honestly i feel like god is calling me to a bigger ministry than i can even imagine for myself in the next few years and i'll save that for another
0: okay another good time. we'll have <laughs> another time
2: <laughs> but um yes for now um what happened through the prayer page is after, after a while, I um, felt like it needed to, the, the focus needed to come off of me and Fred. And we needed to, to open that prayer page up for other people. And uh, so I changed the name from the Prayer Army for Fred Reyes to Prayer Army for COVID Patients. And now it's just an open public platform for anybody to ask for prayer if their family member or loved one is, or themselves are going through COVID and need prayer. Um, and it is, people are joining every day and people are posting every day, new cases. Um, it's so hard to keep up with the number of people who pray. So when I read, I just stop and pray right then and there. And, um, and I've, have such a privilege now of praying and walking with others who, um, who, who supported me and prayed for me during that time. But, um, practically, um, I have started an online support group for family members who have had a loved one in the ICU. And, um, we have partnered with the Sib Center at Vanderbilt to host that, um, Zoom meeting that we do once a week, and it's growing, and it's a beautiful healing ministry for so many um, who have gone through a very, very similar mm-hmm. battle, mm-hmm. and still, we have we have several members who are walking um, with their loved one right now in the ICU, and so um, that is what I'm doing personally and trying to steward the, uh, the pain and the suffering and, um, and to use the growth that God has done in me.
0: That is incredible. Mm. And that is more of an illustration of what it means to walk with God through something like this. And I, I love sharing what you said about being willing to live with the tension of the mystery of God that we don't know. That is like spot on. You put into words what happens in my spirit all the time because I consistently, as a part of prayer ministry, want to challenge us to believe in miracles. Mm-hmm. But then I also want to challenge us to receive whatever filters through the sovereign hand of God that is always for our good and for His glory. Absolutely. And um, what, a, what a neat thing that... God has opened up, like you're just, you're you're not so burdened down by so much that would keep you from saying yes, that God was able to invade your life with COVID, and you're untethered enough to be able to give your yes to the Lord and let Him totally point you in a new direction at this season. I think that is so cool. (laughs) I mean, so many of us will be like, that's a good idea, but I got to go take care of this, Lord. But you're just, your yes is there. I think that's great.
2: Yes. um, I am, I told someone the other day, I feel like a racehorse Uh in the gate. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, Lord, what, what do you have for us? And we're both, you know, COVID um, has taken a lot. From our family. Um, And. But we're not going to let COVID win. You know. And um, it has stolen a lot. And um, it has consumed the past six months of our life. And I believe that God wants us. Both of us. To um, look forward. Mm -hmm. And see what is different. um, That I have for you. And what. What what can you do with what you've walked through to make a difference in other people's lives? And, um, so yes, we say yes, Yes. um, because (laughs) we feel blessed to have, um, walked through and come out on the other side of it. Suffering is never a gift, but there is a gift in suffering Mm. And you have to Mm. be able to find that gift. And um, there's a great saying from an old saint that says, suffering is a favor uh, because it has eternal purposes. Mm. And I feel like that's where we are in our life um, right now is asking, okay, we we have gone through some really hard times. And and it's not just COVID, you know, we have... (laughs) <laughs> we're in our fifties and yeah. we've, we've had uh, a lot of hard times. Yeah. And uh, what are we going to do with the suffering? Mm. You know, how can we allow the suffering to mold and shape us mm. so that we can be more effective ministers yeah. in our world?
0: It's good. Not to lose any of those jewels that you find in dark places. I had a friend that, in fact, at the prayer clinic, this is a prayer clinic podcast, and the prayer clinic is just a a way to organize your church in intercessory prayer ministry, where we have a team, even right now, we have a team of people, our whole prayer clinic team's been praying for you guys, and um, who pray and stay with people until their answers to prayer come. And um, when I went to the clinic uh, several years back, when our world was kind of coming apart for a different reason, uh, one of our prayer clinic team members started praying, and she's sweet and precious, and I love her so much. And all the prayer I wanted to hear right then was, Lord, stop this from happening. I want it to end right now. We're suffering. Get my pastor and his wife out of their suffering. But instead, she prayed, God, don't shortchange this experience in their life. Let them stay in the dark until they have mined all of the jewels you have for them there. And mm-hmm. that's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. that the gift is in the suffering, but you have to find it and look for it. And those are eternal in nature. They go um, far beyond sometimes what you put it in words way better than I do. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I can't put it in words. I'm like you, Fred, I just put it in tears. That's what <laughs> best I can do. So Fred, how is this? Um, how do you see this... The change in your life, like what has this brought change in your life?
1: Well, right now I am working to get better physically. Yes, that's, that's a full-time the main job thing right now. I'm trying to do that, and otherwise I am again working on the emotion, working yeah. on um, spiritual, working on mental, just so that I can get back to a point where I feel like okay, now I can get going and yeah. do what I need to do i don't know uh yeah. the future mm-hmm. or we are um excited about what god's gonna do because we don't know what he's gonna do and, and yeah. what i'm confident is that in the past when things have shaken up or things have happened and i didn't know like right now mm. i would go down the road a few years and look back and i could say okay now i understand god mm now i word. see why i walk through that or we walk through that yeah. it was very unclear at the time mm-hmm. there were a lot of tears at the time and a lot of uh, praying and, and grasping of each other and saying okay god we don't know we're yeah. walking in uncharted territory but then the beauty of that is looking back later on and saying okay now i see yeah thank you god for guiding us a certain way or a different way so you could bless us in a new way True. And so that's just the future for us. We don't that's know, good. neither of us. But we cling to each other and cling to God and say, okay, you're going to do it again. Yeah, You've been faithful. You wouldn't stop. So we're going to be faithful and just follow and know that something's coming. And that's what we're waiting for.
0: See, that's a voice of somebody who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, for a couple who's been walking with the Lord for a long time, and y'all've already been in places, maybe not as hard as this, but you've already been in places mm-hmm. where God has come through. Exactly. You're reminding me of little David when he hit when he was getting ready to go after Goliath. He's like, "Well, I've already met a bear and I've met a lion." So you've already met these confusing and frustrating times, and so now you've taken down COVID. We'll see what you know <laughs> comes next, but um, and even Fred, as you were talking. And I was thinking about as the director out there of the programs that. Deer Run Retreat Center, you you already have made such an impact on so many lives, even before you became COVID famous, (laughs) not something you wanted to be. But I mean, and I know because my own children Mm -hmm. and then other young people that have grown up in our church and have Mm -hmm. worked out there, I mean, you you can't even begin to know Mm -hmm. what kind of an impact your ministry has had already in your life. So I've only, we've only, you know, probably yet to begin Mm -hmm. because with the Lord, we just continue feeling like that racehorse coming right out of the starting block right right until the Mm -hmm. very end of our lives when he takes us on. But, um, what a privilege to get to share with y'all, um, and hear this. We're going to, um, wrap up. I, I love, love, love. Um, wow. Just what you've said any. Oh, I do know the best way to end. I think this would be Um, could one or both of you just pray for those that are sick with COVID right now and those that are, um, that have loved ones that are, that are sick right now, Mm -hmm. if you would. Thank you. Okay, Okay, Sharon, you do that. Mm -hmm.
2: Father God, we come before you and we come boldly and confidently before your throne because you ask us to, and you, um, make a way for us to, um, Mm -hmm through your life and death and resurrection and we do not take that lightly and um we come humbly before you lord um the master of the universe the lord almighty there are so many people who are struggling with covid right now and um the ravages in their body physically um emotionally, spiritually, mentally, in their uh, families, God, and we just ask for you to be near. God, come near. That has been my prayer, is just draw near to those that are suffering. Join our hearts to the cross, God, Um, and help us to know that you are near and you have walked um, through suffering, so that you could draw near to us in our times of suffering and God I ask for you to have mercy Lord have mercy on those who are struggling um, with COVID and I ask for your healing touch and your power and for your comfort and your peace God um, that passes all understanding we cannot fully understand the mystery of who you are, the mystery of suffering, the mystery of healing, God, we we just humbly come before you in gratitude and um, thanksgiving for who you are, and uh, we ask for you to do what you can only do in the lives of those who are suffering. In your precious name we pray, Amen. 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 Thank you
0: guys for being with us. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the prayer clinic podcast. For more information on my speaking and writing ministry, go to leannemcoy.com. To learn more about the prayer clinic ministry, go to prayer.clinic.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to give us a rating and subscribe. We'll see you next time, my praying people.